This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the stand with Amy Dunphy. Now, in the United States this week. It's been a bad week for Donald Trump. It's been a good week for the Democrats up to a point. They did win the runoff in Georgia for the Senate seat there. Reverend Raphael Warnock beat one of Trump's favorite Senate candidates, Herschel Walker, a former NFL player. That's American football for those who are not familiar with that phrase. That gave the Democrats a Senate majority. They have 51 of the 100 seats. They won't need the vice president's casting vote, although they have a couple of renegades whose power is lessened by that. We're joined now from Washington by Niall Stanich, associate editor of The Hill newspaper and White House columnist for The Hill. Niall, there aren't many good weeks for the Biden administration and the Democrats in recent times, but they will be heartened by the victory in Georgia. Mm. And I want to talk to you about that in a minute. But first, let's talk about Brittany Griner. She's a basketball player, a very famous one, who the Russians had given a nine-year prison sentence to for having cannabis oil in a vape thing in her luggage when she was going into Russia a year or so ago. She's back home safely, but they had to give the Russians a very serious dude, an arms dealer in the swap. And also, there is an American in custody in Russia, a soldier, I believe, who would have been a more suitable swap for this arms dealer, Victor Boo. Yes, that's right, Eamon. There was, this is a very, very big story here. Uh, one that I think maybe has not got as much coverage internationally as it has in the US. Brittany Griner, as you say, had sporting fame as a professional basketball player before this happened, but has become uh, renowned as a result of this case. Partly because, well, we should say at the top that she does admit to having these uh, marijuana or cannabis oils in her luggage, and she pleaded guilty. But there has long been a suspicion that um, the Russians sort of treating or treating her or did treat her in a draconian fashion to make a political point. She was arrested, incidentally, exactly one week before Russia invaded Ukraine. Yes. So um, her case had become a sort of cause celeb. Then on Thursday morning, somewhat unexpectedly, news broke that there had been this prisoner swap to get her released. And obviously, you know, the vast majority of Americans are happy that she is released. 
the problems which you just alluded to are uh, Victor Bout, a, a Russian arms dealer who'd been co- sentenced to 25 years for conspiring to kill Americans, is now uh, back in, um, in, in Russian um, custody. And then, secondly, Paul Whelan is the, the person you are referring to who's still in yeah. Russia, a former Marine who then left, was living a civilian life, and was arrested on espionage charges in 2018. And we should mention, for the benefit of, of your listenership in particular, that Paul Whelan also has Irish citizenship as well as American and, I believe, British and Canadian citizenship. And, of course, there is a feeling, Niall, that... If they wanted to get Victor boot out, the Russians should have really, like for like, released Whelan. Yeah, and I mean, there had been indications, including from Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State here, that the negotiations that had been going on were aimed at uh, springing both Greiner and Whelan in return for Victor Boot because he's such a, a Boot or Boot is such a notorious figure, nicknamed the Merchant of Death. Yes. Um, it, when he was arrested, um, he belie- it was a sting operation, but he believed that he was selling arms in vast quantity to the FARC in, in Colombia, who I know yes. have hit Irish headlines from time to time. Um, and you know, it was a vast amount of weaponry, thousands of AK-47s, hundreds of surface-to-air missiles. So to uh, to exchange him for a, for a basketball player, albeit yes. a fairly famous one, is uh, politically dodgy, I would have thought. Now, the victory in Georgia has a resonance or a, actually an effect on the Senate, but it is interesting in the context of what the midterms were expected to do, there was going to be a red wave, that is, a Republican wave, and the Democrats were going to be done badly in the House and, indeed, possibly in the Senate. But this is a result that had to be, there's a runoff, because neither candidate reached 50% in the original midterm election. And Reverend Raphael Warnock, who, if I'm not mistaken, he works from the same church as Dr. Martin Luther King That's right. many years ago. Mm-hmm. He was the winner against Herschel Walker, who was one of those people that Trump foisted on the Republican Party almost and tried to get him elected. He's a pretty dubious character as well, isn't he? He is, yes. Herschel Walker was a very, very flawed candidate in a whole lot of ways. And um, Firstly, he had no political experience, and as you say, his fame springs from American football. But, I mean, there were much more serious problems than that. He has been accused in the past of domestic violence. During the campaign, it was alleged that he had encouraged two old girlfriends to get abortions, despite having a a very anti-abortion political position himself. And then there were instances of Herschel Walker exaggerating his business career and his links to law enforcement. I say all of that partly to explain why he lost in Georgia, which remains a, a pretty conservative state, but also to underscore the point that you were making, which is that Trump got behind Walker in a big way, actually encouraged him to enter the race in yes. the first place, and then endorsed him. Walker has now lost uh, this race to Raphael Warnock. That means Democrats increase their majority. It's now going to be a 51-49 Senate. And that, in turn, 
um, sharpens this whole argument that you are now hearing in Republican circles saying, hang on a minute, Trump is actually at this point an electoral liability for this party. And yes, and Herschel Walker is not the only Trump-endorsed candidate to do badly in those midterms. There Mm -hmm. was a governorship at stake in one of them, Mm -hmm. some Congress men and women, and of course the Senate as well, and nothing much worked out for him. Of course, in politics everywhere, it's what you can deliver at the ballot box for your party that is the defining <laughs> characteristic, really, isn't it? It is. It rem- I, I was watching this all happen, and I was reminded of that old phrase that's that's more common in left-wing activist circles than on the right, that people don't, uh, don't see the light until they feel the heat. And yes. I think that the Republican Party is now feeling the heat of its embrace of Trump. And that's why we're seeing more people within the Republican circles uh, criticizing Trump or breaking with Trump or at least raising concerns about his influence. Yeah, Mitch McConnell, for example, the other big, well, a lot of bad things happened to Trump this week. Not as bad, perhaps, as they should be. But one of them was he said the Constitution should be scrapped, or bits of it, mm. which Mitch McConnell wryly said, well, that would make it hard for him to become president in 2024 because you think it is the Constitution or the Bible and the Constitution you put your hand on. Right, you have to take an oath of allegiance to the Constitution, and yes. Trump suggested that the termination of parts of it would be fine with him, especially if he has this bizarre theory that he can be somehow reinstated as president in the middle of Biden's term, like without winning yes. an election, that Biden could somehow just be ousted. So yes, I mean, that's blatantly unconstitutional, hence his desire to terminate parts of it, and the, leading to Mitch McConnell's fairly dry and dry eyebrow raise about such a suggestion. The other interesting thing, Niall, in terms of Trump is that there appear to be 33% of the population, the voting population, Mm. who will be with the Donald all the way. Mm -hmm. But a growing number of Republicans and, crucially, a very large number of independents now who won't touch him with a barge pole. Mm. And that means that other Republicans, notably DeSantis, the governor of Florida, Mm. will be looking for the nomination for 2024 with real hope. They will, absolutely. And in fact, you're seeing DeSantis in particular close down uh, what had been a massive polling gap that Trump enjoyed. In fact, there was a, a poll on Thursday here showing DeSantis ahead of Trump nationally with Republicans. Now, we do have to say, I mean, who knows? I mean, DeSantis may be at some high watermark after a very impressive re-election campaign himself. Trump has has endured a particularly dismal period around the midterms. But basically, I mean, if we were talking, Eamon, uh, two or three months ago, Trump was clearly the favorite to be the Republican nominee, whether he would win a general election or not. He's probably still uh, maybe a slight favorite, but his position has weakened very noticeably within, well, since the midterms, essentially. Yes, and something else that we did refer to last week, I think, Mm -hmm. he had dinner Mm. with two Mm anti-Semites, raging Mm anti-Semites, Holocaust denier in one case, Mm -hmm. and he had them as his guests for dinner at Mar-a-Lago for all kinds of reasons not least how repugnant that is, Mm -hmm. but in terms of politics, 
to go that road mm. seems like madness bordering on delusion. Yeah, I mean, absolutely crazy. Or delusion bordering on madness. <laughs> Forgive me. Either way, uh, I think the the point still applies. I mean, a terrible decision. Um, He had dinner with uh, Kanye West, the rapper, or Ye, as he's now known, and the the Holocaust denier you're referring to is a man by the name of Nick Fuentes. Uh, Really fringe figures, blatantly anti-Semitic, really a major major problem. So um, that whole uh, issue has been again damaging and causing uh, the Republicans to have to answer for Trump once again. Yes. And, and this is where the problem arises. They would have at the time preferred to be either uh, hitting the Biden administration or promising what they were going to do with their rather um, slim majority in the House of Representatives. And instead of doing any of that, they are uh, defending, well, not necessarily defending, but having to answer for the de facto leader of their party having dinner with anti-Semites. It's pretty terrible. Yes, and in the House of Representatives, the expected sort of red wave never happened. Mm. They don't have a large majority. I think it's a single figure, is it? Majority or thereabouts. But our old friend Kevin McCarthy, Mm -hmm. who was their leader in the House, is not sure, Mm. is he, to be their leader and become Speaker of the House of Representatives, succeeding Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. because there is some opposition to him in his own party. That's right. And he has so little, so few votes to play with. It looks like the Republicans will end up on about 222 votes, and McCarthy needs 218. Um, McCarthy is trying to keep in with the Trump wing, but several of them have suggested they won't support him. He does have a Trumpian opponent, a congressman named Andy Biggs. Now, McCarthy will clearly win the majority of the Republican votes, but he won't necessarily get to 218, nor will Biggs, incidentally. So there is the possibility of this being thrown into some kind of chaos, although there's also the possibility, frankly, that some on the right will just uh, content themselves with McCarthy or will not oppose him, at least, you know. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively, but not all automation solutions are created equally. AGVs and AMRs driven by Bluebotics Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com. That's antdriven.com to learn more. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, I talked about a bad week for Trump. There was another finding in New York mm-hmm. where his companies, this is not him personally, but his companies mm-hmm. were charged with all kinds of malpractice mm-hmm. over years. Sure. Not filing proper tax returns, not doing, complying really with the law, the business law, mm-hmm. tax law. And the finding of, I think a jury was guilty on all counts. Mm-hmm. Now this isn't Trump personally, it's his companies, but the penalties are quite severe, aren't they? they? They are. I mean, there's the possibility of a fine of over a million dollars. Now, I suppose you could say relative to the uh, income of the Trump organization, that will be hand- easily enough handled. The bigger ramification may be that, you know, the Trump organization now has a criminal conviction. Well, more than one, 17 counts, as you mentioned, uh, against it. And that could potentially impede its capacity to get loans and to do business in that way. And um, it's also just a, a black mark against the organization. Trump himself may not have been uh, charged personally, was not charged personally, but it's still uh, underscoring just a sort of a, a shadiness, really, to the business. Yes. Now, the Department of Justice also possibly on his case. Mm. And there's a new man there, isn't there? A special counsel, as it were. That's right. His name is Jack Smith, a very respected lawyer who mm. has been working in the International Criminal Court, actually, among other places. Mm-hmm. But he's active now and has been thinking about indicting Trump. Yes. I mean, there. Jack Smith is a serious figure, lifelong prosecutor, has been involved in some high-profile cases dating back, I think, from memory to the 1990s, uh, appointed as special counsel by the Attorney General Merrick Garland to try to uh, at least persuade independent Americans or open-minded Americans that this is not a purely political probe going after Trump for partisan reasons. Jack Smith's responsibility is to spearhead two uh, separate investigations, one into uh, classified information or sensitive information discovered at Mar-a-Lago, and the other into the events around January the 6th. That work is proceeding without much um, public notification uh, yet, but clearly there are real dangers there for Trump, um, especially, I would say, in the Mar-a-Lago case where on its face, he appears, Trump appears to have, or people close to Trump, appear to have engaged in uh, obstruction because they were asked for documents, swore they had given those documents up, and it turned out that, in fact, they had not given all of them up. And as a former president, he's not fireproof, is he, from prosecution, indictment of prosecution? No. And the regular penalties that apply to all Americans? Exactly, exactly. I mean, he is, it's completely, uh, there's no legal bar at all to prosecuting him and to potentially convicting him, particularly since obviously we have a Democratic president who would not be uh, inclined to preemptively pardon him, I would say. You know, the, mm. there's an instance dating back to the 1970s where Gerald Ford, who had taken over for Richard Nixon, uh, pardoned 
Nixon or essentially allowed Nixon off scot-free. That's not the scenario here if there is a crime and if the Department of Justice or the special counsel believe charges could stick for that, then they're free to charge Trump if they wish to. Is that still the case if he declares his intention to run in 2024? Is he still protected or would he have to run on the kind of on the platform of being a victim of American injustice? That point matters politically, but not legally. I mean, Trump has, as a matter of fact, like filed the paperwork and so forth to support a bid. So he is an official uh, candidate at this point. That doesn't matter in terms of uh, the legalities of uh, prosecuting him if the Department of Justice wishes to do so. Um, In fact, there was some speculation that Trump made those moves from a political standpoint to to make the argument you suggested, to make the argument that he is a victim of these out-of-control Democrats, as he would see it. He can certainly make that argument. There will be an audience for that among his supporters, but none of that uh, impedes or rules out a prosecution. Now, Niall, the January 6th committee, which has been sitting for a long time, 18 months, I think. Mm-hmm. It will be out of business on the 1st of January because it's a committee made up of Congress men and women. But they have this week announced that they will be making a criminal referral of Trump to the Department of Justice. This is a power they have. It's really, I think, as you informed me in a message email, it's mainly a symbolic thing, but it, they do feel, the January 6th committee, that their extensive work has a place in American history. Mm. In other words, it's very important for future generations to know what happened on January the 6th, the extent to which it was an attempt to stage a coup to stop the transfer of power from one administration that had lost an election to the next administration that had won It is a very important, is it not, fundamental importance historically that the January 6th Committee's findings are understood and on the record. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And this has been the big argument in that committee's favour. There were always two separate narratives or lines of argument about that committee. One was, will it change public opinion? And the answer to that seemed pretty clearly not, because public opinion is so... Um, has already been sort of crystallized on that matter. The second question was, is it important for the historical record, for the, for the record of the country, for the record of what happened that day? And that really is the thing that I think the committee has, frankly, done a very good job at in putting all these voices on the record, people's testimony, exactly what happened, and so on and so forth. Um, as far as a criminal referral is concerned, now, To be clear, there are media reports that they're going to do that and they seem well sourced. There has not been an official referral made yet of Trump or or others. But a criminal referral, in essence, is really, um, it's kind of a recommendation that the Department of Justice should uh, pursue that, uh, such an investigation or a probe or look at whether crimes had been committed. The reason it's symbolic is that the Department of Justice is already doing that. I mean, that's why one of the reasons why Mr. Smith has his job as special counsel. So 
it doesn't really change an enormous amount substantively, but it does, I suppose, uh, put a, an, a, a, an exclamation point on the committee's work and points to the fact that, you know, there were real and significant things uncovered during that work. Now, something else intriguing happened in the last, I think, 48 hours now. The Senate passed a piece of legislation, I believe, securing rights of same-sex couples to marry, Mm -hmm. but also securing the right for interracial marriage. Mm. Now, this is believe. I, I'm not sure of my facts here, but I've I've tried to research it as best I can sure. without without bothering you. <laughs> this is protection against a possible Supreme Court move. Since the Supreme Court reversed the Roe v. Wade abortion legislation, mm-hmm. there has been a feeling that they might go on other issues such as the two I've mentioned, interracial marriage, perhaps being a long shot, but mm-hmm. same-sex marriage being maybe more in their line of sight. Am I right about believing the Senate legislated for this, mm-hmm. and, and why? Yes, the Senate and the House have now passed this legislation protecting both same-sex marriage and interracial marriage. In the process, we should say, getting a uh, a minority of Republican votes, but not an insignificant number of Republican votes. So, you know, there has been a public shift on uh, same-sex marriage in favor of it. And of course, interracial marriage, uh, you know, has been thankfully a settled question or apparently a settled question for, uh, for a generation. You're right in how you explained it. And the, the worry was not just a sort of nebulous, um, suspicion. It was the fact that in the uh, ruling that struck down Roe v. Wade, the judges on the Supreme Court are allowed to weigh in with their own particular thoughts. And one of them, Clarence Thomas, a very conservative justice, essentially argued that if a principle that undergirded Roe v. Wade was being struck down, which it was, that would then call into question various other uh, rulings, including same-sex marriage. It, it's worth noting, perhaps, that uh, Justice Thomas, who is black and married to a white woman, did not himself say that interracial marriage uh, yes. should be called into question, but it did appear to call into question same-sex marriage and even the right to contraception. Now, had the court struck down things like that, I mean, there would have been even more uproar than there was over the abortion decision, but yes. it nonetheless shows where things stand with the court right now. In your view, Niall, how important to the midterm performance by the Democrats, better than expected as it was, mm-hmm. how much of that was down to the Roe v. Wade decision and the threat to the right to choose for American women? It was a very substantial issue, and those people who thought that maybe it might have faded as an issue a few months after Roe v. Wade uh, was struck down were wrong. Uh, I mean, if you look at uh, exit polls, it was pretty clearly the second most important issue to many voters, only after the economy and inflation, which are always the top issue in peacetime, at least. And so abortion was a very major issue. And I think its salience isn't just the top line of the number of people who say it's important. It's it's uh, the capacity of that issue 
to move um, mod- ideologically moderate women in particular yes. away from Republicans and towards Democrats. Just a final question about Biden and his intention to run mm. in 2024. Has that in any way crystallized or is it still, I might and I might not? He is le- he is leaning toward running. He, the indications are he will announce the decision early next year, and I think the midterms have plainly made it yes. more likely that he will run and relieved some of the pressure on him from sort of internal critics because he's he's doing okay. Yes, and although we haven't mentioned it, we'll mention it now. The American sure. economy will determine yeah. a lot of what happens to Joe Biden over the next. 24 months, mm-hmm. because that really trumps almost everything else, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's the, whole, the whole thing. So, yes. So, anybody listening, I apologize for talking about Donald Trump at the expense of the thing that really matters to the United States, people of the United States and the rest of us, which is the state of the economy. Now, sure. we're very grateful to you, as always, sure. for joining us on The Stand. That's Niall Stanich, Associate Editor of the Hill newspaper and White House columnist for the paper. We're grateful to Niall, as always, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively. But not all automation solutions are created equally. AGVs and AMRs driven by Bluebotics Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability. Because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com. That's antdriven.com to learn more.